What's up, everybody? Candace Cooper here checking in from Baltimore, Maryland. But while I am a little up north, things are going down in the ACC. We are talking about men's basketball, getting you set up for Saturday. Best bets. Jersey Drake is in the building, so you already know it's going to be a good time. Let's get right into it, shall we? You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. We have Jersey Drake in the building. Jersey Drake, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am, I can. Shout out Baltimore. You're <laughs> all stopping ground for four years. Hopefully, the water is better than it is down here in South. Man, it is gloomy. I need, I need either like, give me snow or give me heat. Don't, don't play with me with this rain and cold. It's teasing. It's teasing. It, it definitely is. And it's definitely what it will be humid for like a few months, and I know it's frostbite and cold until January. So that's Baltimore year round. Good, great, good to know. Good to know. Very, very much on the highs. But as I get into today's show, there's so much to go over, and we want to make sure you guys are set up for the weekend as you're ready to cash in on some good vibes. North Carolina takes on North Carolina State at 2 p.m. Saturday on at 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 Raleigh at PNC Arena, right in Raleigh on ESPN, and I think that this is probably, I want to say the make-or-break game for Coach Keats, but damn it, if he don't have to have a strong, we need to see some effort. We need to see some effort out of his guys. It can't just be Mr. Smith, cannot just be Mr. Sebron. Two is great, but five is better when it comes to basketball, I would say. What do you think about this game and what it may mean for NC State if they don't have a good showing on Saturday? I think Keats is fired. I mean, if you look at his overall, yeah, I think you look at his overall Record. Unfortunately, he made the NCAA in his first year at NC State, right? But then the past few seasons, he either didn't qualify due to, you know, I think COVID was postponed two years ago. The other two times was in, in the NIT. Now you're 11 16, and you're, you won one of your last, from my account, listen, one of your. So to me, that's just something that's like, you have solid players. Like you just look like Darren Brown. Basically, we've been, I think every single day we talk about it, like how great of a player he is. And you're not able to actually put together certain win streaks like you don't even give me two two or three games straight you basically lose out almost an entire month you can't do that in the acc especially now with all like yeah. you know coach gay leaving coach williams leaving reportedly maybe maybe coach ham might be considering leaving so it's like you can't be doing that nowadays my guy yeah i preach i literally talked about last night how at the end of the day this is a down year for the acc especially a down year for teams in the triangle, not necessarily for Duke, but when Coach Shire comes in next season, you're going to have the opportunity to put yourself in better position, being that third, and they're basically the stepbrother of the schools here. But now you also see Wake Forest stepping up in big ways, and Coach Forbes was able to get it done in two years. Why haven't you been able to get it done in five? Now, mind you, injuries have played a huge part in Coach Key's situation. NCAA violations have played a big part, but either next year you got to figure it out or we got to keep it rolling. I mean, that's fair. I mean, he did come from UNC Wilmington and bring them to two straight NCAA tournaments. So maybe you kind of give that on your laurels. And you also, I think he's 30 games above 500 when it comes to his record. But mm-hmm. kind of eventually, like, it's been, it's been what? This is his fifth year. So you kind of like, mm-hmm. have, you're getting to the point where, like, in the sixth year, if you don't make the tournament at all, or if you're basically being the ACC punching bag, something has to give at that point. Yeah, no doubt about it. Then at 3 o'clock, we'll have Virginia Tech facing off of Miami. Miami, 20-18, and 18, feeling good about themselves, but the Hokies are trying to steamroll 
keep that momentum going, trying to get some energy as they head towards the tournament because they know they're going to have to have a very strong showing, possibly a tournament win to get an automatic bid for NCAA tournament. How are you feeling about the Hokies facing up against Mr. Wong and Mr. McGusty? I mean, you know my, you know I'm a big fan of Mr. Wong and Mr. McGusty. You know I've been a big fan of this Miami team with Jim Laranega finally showing up to be a good head coach. But I kind of think that Virginia's <laughs> like my steelest one, honestly. I think yeah. Virginia Tech, yeah, I think they really do. I think their perimeter presence is very solid. I think their three-point shooting is probably one of the best in the conference. And like with me, Miami, I like Miami a lot. Miami, you know, they always, for some reason, whenever, you know, it gets tough, they lose their game, right? And this is one of those things where, like, this is a, this is a tough, tough game. I mean, they did lose to Virginia a few days, like last week, but we kind of said that they, if they wanted to show us, like, who they really are and if they can be ranked, they should have won that game. They lost. Yeah. And then they and they beat up on a bottom dwelling pit team. Shout out to FSU were also there too. <laughs> they now playing against the Virginia Tech team and they're kind of favored at home by a few points. To me, give me Virginia Tech in this game handily. Not handily, but like by five or six points. I think Virginia Tech kinda they need this win a lot more than Miami does. You're getting to the point now where you're you're like what's the what's the word for? Your wherewithal, your drive to be, you know, finish out off on top for the regular season, going to the postseason is kind of separate separate the uh, the solid teams and the good teams. Yeah, no doubt. And honestly, Miami has the opportunity to go undefeated for the rest of the season. Well, not undefeated, but undefeated in these last three games, or whatever I'm trying to say. You feel what I'm trying to say. They can win these last three games. There it is. They have Virginia Tech, then they have Boston College and finish off with Syracuse. Like, my goodness, if there was ever a time to go ahead and win these last three, this is it for the Hurricanes. And I just think that they have to be able to finish games and not let themselves get too far behind like while they love a good comeback might as well just put it away while you can final game we want to talk about in this segment here clemson and boston college both teams not necessarily playing for anything but pride but at the end of the day it's always good to try and put your program in a better position for next season we know clemson they've got pj hall and company i know pj didn't play last game but you know honor you have great guys who are trying to come in potentially for recruiting purposes and still be contenders in the ACC and Boston College you know Grant is trying to recruit probably dip into that transfer portal how do you see this matchup rolling I mean Boston College isn't good even though they just beat us but I to me Clemson I mean you're right Pete it starts and ends kind of with PJ Hall I also do like a all of as in Dawkins I think is his last name mm-hmm. yeah, sorry I sorry I froze there for a second yeah, Alamir Dawes, like yeah, Alamir Dawes is like someone else like you kind of watch out for. And I mean, it's Clemson team that they've lost six in a row, which is not that great. And they also they did beat a Wake Forest team who I don't know. We'll talk about probably next segment or at the end of the show. Like, what exactly is Wake Forest when it comes to be playing these kind of min, min, middle middleman teams? But to me, this is a game where I probably will see Clemson probably be favored by maybe six or seven points when lines actually do open. But to me, this is something that. I kind of want to see how Clemson does because Boston College, they've kind of made a statement being us. So maybe, just maybe it's the end of the year where they just want to spoil some people's dreams. Yeah, absolutely. And then, listen, we got a couple more games here that we want to go over, but we want to make sure you guys are well-equipped when it comes to March Madness. It's only a few weeks away. That means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework in here, and we're running brackets with runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X, both really fun in their own way. They have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks, all stuff you won't find on ESPN or CBS. Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. 
If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We're looking forward to seeing and beating you there. Rocking and rolling here, locked on ACC podcast, Drizzy Jake in the building. Not even sure if I introduced myself in this first one, but it's fine. It's, it's good. And it's even greater because I have another read I have to do. So, sorry. I know you want to see Drizzy Drake's face, but if you have not yet, please take the time to get the best tasting protein bar ever, and that's with the Built Bar. Puffs also this new marshmallowy. Ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, and they're so good for you. 100% covered in real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So freaking good. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. High high protein, low calories. Everything you need is someone trying to get right for the new year. So go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. At built.com. So a trick trip. We're back freestyle Friday. We make it work. <laughs> it's been a long 24 hours for me. Can't even hold you. But we've got some great games to talk about going in Saturday for men's ACC men's basketball. Florida State, Virginia. I know Jersey Drake's favorite. There's not much to play for there in the in Tallahassee. But as they travel to Charlottesville, what do you want to see from your team? I need to see kind of the young guys kind of show me who they are. I mean, Jalen Worley has been kind of a disappointment for the first half of the season, but primarily that he's been playing a lot better overall. And he's a kid that I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if he transferred out. And I'm not saying it's, you know, a Coach Hamp thing. I think it's more that he's not fit for the system here. And, like, it's mainly when you're a player and Coach Hamp, especially a freshman, you don't play as much as you should. And he started – he's doing starting minutes on a team he should never be starting. And then now for Matthew mm-hmm. Cleveland, I want to see that potential lottery pick potential that we had for him to come in and replace someone like a Patrick Williams, someone to replace a Devin Vassell or a Scotty Barnes. I'm not saying they're on his, he's on their level. Maybe he might be more like a Devin Vassell where he needs a development, but I want to see kind of the young guys kind of more step up. And I kind of want to see some players go by the wayside. Maybe like John Butler, he's been regressing a little bit. I need to see more from, I call him Christos Porzingis Jr. because mainly that man, is tall and he can well back when he was at the Knicks. Not not nowadays. I'm saying more more when KP was back with the Knicks, where he's that height and he's like a unicorn. He can shoot all these threes. He's very nimble with the basketball. I need to see a little bit more of that. And then give me more minutes to Cameron Fletcher. That's a kid that came from Kentucky and like he probably is one of my favorite players on the team. I need to, he's I know he was probably dealing with a, with a uh, with an injury. I need to see more minutes from him, and more consistent, productive minutes. And there's some players on there too that like I don't need to see all star anymore. If we're being completely honest here too, that's at the point now like. <laughs> Let the young guys play. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Great analysis. And I know you guys have your Locked on Seminoles podcast. So if you're not familiar, Jersey Drake holds it down with his crew. So make sure you check him out for full analysis there. And in Virginia, as we had known, they came in after, they're coming in after a loss against Duke, knowing that they needed that Q1 win, but feeling like a win is going to be a win out of here. We need Cedric to step up, had no points, or he only had two points going into Duke's map, or not even going into finishing in Duke's matchup and we want to see a uh, still a lot from Ki- Kahi Kihai Kihai there it is oh my goodness <laughs> Mr. Clark, Clark 20 <laughs> Mr. Clark <laughs> Mr. Clark anyone seen lean on me okay no great uh 25 points for him so maybe he can have another explosive night now moving on to Georgia Tech and Notre Dame Notre Dame 
picking up a big win or, you know, regular schmegger win against Syracuse, but now have an opportunity to keep the ball rolling teams that they know they have to beat in Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech not having the greatest into their season, but I feel like with a couple games left, maybe they can, you know, sneak away with a couple wins. They are a team that can ruin your season. <laughs> They are them. Notre Dame is probably going to be a double-digit favorite here, and you might want to keep an eye on this game because Georgia Tech has found a way to basically play their way, you know, against teams like like a Clemson. They beat out, they beat out us back when we were fully healthy, and they like basically this is a team that I don't, I, I don't like playing them because I do like Josh Pastner. I think he's kind of a, <laughs> he's kind of corny, he's kind of a weirdo, but like he can tell he's a genuinely nice dude. He also like definitely understands the game of basketball. And then with Notre Dame, I think it comes down to, I guess, Paul Atkinson, the center, who basically has been able to transform himself into probably a top-tier quality center actually in this conference. And he's the main reason why they've been able to kind of been able to keep rolling with the injury to Nate Lazescu, I think is how you pronounce his name. So to me, this is definitely Notre Dame. They have Georgia Tech, Florida State, and Pittsburgh. They also should win out, if we're being completely honest here. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if they drop at least one of these games. And I think the most likely one is there against Georgia Tech. I think it's Lajewski, but, you know, I clearly suck at names on this show, so do not go by me. But, <laughs> anywho, Pastner, like you were saying, one thing I love about him is he embraces the weird. Like, if you're going to yes. be a weird dude, go ahead and embrace that. Like, don't even sit here and, like, I'm not going to hold y'all. Like, I like I like anime. I like some different stuff. Like, that's just, that's just me. I'm going to live to be 145. Like, I, I can roll with that. I think I love a competent coach as well. But hopefully Georgia Tech can just get back to maybe the team that was just as gritty and hungry that they were in 2019. Let's talk about Duke and Syracuse here before we go into the final uh, couple games. Duke coming off the big win against Virginia. Syracuse coming off a loss against Notre Dame. Both opportunities to, you know, have a good win or a struggling loss. I think that I don't want to say it's going to be a fair fight because the first time out, Syracuse got dog walked. However, we know the energy of Coach Beheim stepping up during big games. Maybe the players who live by the three and die by the three will knock some shots down, especially at home. But I think it was really cute how Mike from Durham called into Coach Beheim's show and said he wanted to talk to the legendary Coach Beheim as he gets ready. And Mike from Durham was clearly Coach Mike Shashevsky. How are you feeling about this one? Do you feel like it's going to be Duke and we're just all just going to enjoy the last time that Beheim and Shashevsky face off? I I think it's gonna be I think the fact that he had that phone call it's kind of makes him makes it a little more important for Behind to actually get his guys together right and then also yeah. now you kind of have you have Buddy's gonna definitely be there and also with Jimmy like they're definitely gonna be like hey like he called Dad on on national radio show maybe we finally need to show up for once and actually probably hopefully get this game a lot more competitive and also with a caveat to the Duke game I mean sorry the, the last time that Duke and Tickers play each other that was after I think Duke lost a bad game and we've always mm-hmm. said that whenever Duke loses a bad game. May God have mercy on the team that they play next. So to me, That's this fair. is a this is definitely a game where the Notre Dame game. I mean, Syracuse. I mean, Syracuse probably they weren't really in in that game. But then Duke here, they're on a five game winning streak, and I don't think at all this season that Duke has actually gone to six game winning streak at all. Period. When it comes to conference play or even non conference play, so I think Duke will be favored by five here. I wouldn't be surprised. And honestly, I'm going to take the take the bet whatever whenever it drops on Saturday. Give me Syracuse. Yeah. I'm riding with Tyler Rocky. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Shout out to Tyler. I didn't get to record to him this week because life is crazy. But, you know, it really, I think it's really important to see some huh, – what is the word? I can't even think of words today. The chutzpah. You need some sort of oomph. I think Syracuse I like needs that. that desperately. Okay. You feel it. All right, last game here, Louisville and Wake Forest. Wake Forest coming off of that head-scratching loss against Clemson. Louisville just – you know, they're just having a season. They're just vibing, right? They're trying to figure out what's next for their program. Wake Forest, are you guys frauds or what? Let us know, please. 
come to the front because <laughs> I'm tired of rooting for you and you didn't drop games like Clemson. Please let me know. I'm going to be so mad when we were like <laughs> super high on them just for a little bit, but then we look at the, the schedule. Oh, the schedule's not that bad. And then conference play, they win five, they lose one, they win three, then lose one. And then when it comes March Madness, I'll be very, I'm going to be very pissed if they make this round of 64 and then immediately get bounced by some like, I feel it's going to happen. Like some UT, what, Texas, UT Austin or something like that. UT Stephen Austin. University of North kinda, Texas or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to see, you're going to see the, uh, was it Albaline Christian too? You're going to see like all those schools <laughs> out there. You're going to see the coach doing the same, you know, rocking the uh, young boy NBA. Like it's. Yeah. I like it's. <laughs> This is a team that they they feel like fraudulent, and I'm not gonna lie to you. It's gonna yeah. like it's gonna be very it's very indicative of the state of the ACC right now in basketball when one of your best teams is Wake Forest. Kind of how we said the same yeah. thing for football this past year. Yeah, who we not bringing in football to mix? But you ain't lying. Football might be over, but basketball definitely is in full swing. Couple games left here for both our men's and women's programs. So if you want to get in on the betting action, as Jersey Drake mentioned, it drops on Saturday. You want to get prepared with Bet Online. It remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline is where the game starts. So we're wrapping up the show here, Jersey Drake in the building. And before we talk about men's standings, I want to make sure you guys know Sunday, women's games, big matchups. Louisville faces Notre Dame on ESPN2 at noon. So make sure you guys check that out. NC State will take on Virginia Tech. So those are our two big top 25 matchups. We'll also see a Carolina Duke rivalry, of course, Georgia Tech trying to bounce back after another loss and they'll play Wake Forest. So some great games. There's a whole gambit. So make sure you check that out. You can see the list, make sure you get in on betting action, and you'll be good to go. But when it comes to men's standings, okay, so regular season, we've been feeling like it's been Duke and everybody else. But Duke has said, okay, wait one second, I'm going to lose a couple games, make things interesting. Notre Dame's currently sitting second, Miami's third, UNC is fourth, Wake is fifth, and Virginia is sixth. Of those six teams, how many are you saying get into the NCAA tournament? All right, so you're going to have Duke, obviously. Yeah. Notre Dame is definitely earned that, so is Miami. Okay. UNC, I think, will definitely, based off name alone, there'll be a higher seed. One, but I think UNC definitely gets in there. Uh, there's like Wake to me. Like, I know Wake is a fraudulent team, and I think people understand <laughs> that. But if you look advanced metrically, why? They're, why is there a decent team, yeah. so they probably get in? I yeah. think Virginia might be the first, one of the first teams out if they don't win out, or if they yeah. don't. And also, they, I think they need to not only win out. I think they need to have a solid showing in the conference tournament too. Yeah, I think they have to win the conference tournament, low key. I feel like that's that's where they're at with it. I mean, Virginia Tech's also tied with Virginia Tech's also tied with a seventeen and eleven record, and they will have to win ACC tournament in order to get a bid. But it's just crazy to me that I'm looking at Syracuse, no chance. I'm looking at Florida State, no chance. I'm looking at Louisville of the world, no chance. Golly, where has our where has our conference gone? <laughs> like, why are we sitting here? Uh, I don't know, man. It's like it, it, like we talked about it, and like it's like we're basically the Pac twelve. We just beat up on each other for no reason whatsoever, <laughs> and there's no consistently strong team. And then whenever a yeah. team's like, hey, you know what, Virginia's looking good, and they lose a head scratcher, and then Wake Forest, mm-hmm. oh, Wake Forest was first, you know, they have all the transfers that come in with Demario Mosanto. And like he, they're all coming in with that. It's like, oh, cool. Alondis Williams also. Like they're they're playing well. And then they lose to like Boston College or they lose like these random ass games that we have no idea what's gonna happen. And they lose to Clemson by 20 points. It's like it's yeah, 
I don't I don't know what it is, and it's more that I don't think there's a true any true star power at all with any of these teams. Like we're like yeah. there's a player part- that you you can legitimately talk about besides like a C. Brown and Williams. Yeah, I mean, listen. At what part of there's no easy game in this conference is not registered with folks? Like just because they have a horrible record, they're not going to be scrubs. Pitt is a prime example. When they came in and dog walked Carolina, I'm sitting here like, what did you guys expect? What do you think is going to happen? Every team in the ACC knows that if they just get one good quality ACC win, they can make their case. You know what I'm saying? So it's just more of the same. And that's why we beat each other up. And that's why we're here. Yeah. And it's like all these teams, like, it's funny. It's I said about Florida State, but it's like a lot more of these other teams, like, that we're not going to make it. They have quality one wins that should lock you into making the tournament. They also right. have like like quadrant three and quadrant four losses. They're like, what the hell are you doing here? Like, welcome. <laughs> you're going to be the you're going to be the hottest date of the NIT ball because like at this point, okay. some of these records. Out. So it's like it's stop being on each other, man. Because like I, I, the SEC gets a lot of deference for football. The ACC, for some reason, for basketball, doesn't get the same amount of deference when it comes to getting schedule time. And to me, that's I'm going to keep my fans to myself. That's an NCAA thing. So just before I get before we get in trouble here. <laughs> would you want your team to go to a CBI type tournament if they don't make the NIT as well as the, or the NCAA? As a fan of basketball? Sure. They're super young yeah. kids. And also I think we get, I think we get a check too when we go there and that's great for the athletic department. No, you have kids. to pay for CBI. You have to pay for CBI? Mm-hmm. Hell no. No, actually I take that <laughs> back. No, I'm not <laughs> If it was free, that's different. You're making me, making me pay for that? Nah, uh, yeah, Jalen yeah. Worley, I think the Jalen Matthew Cleveland, I think you do a lot better practicing against the people that bring in for walk on stuff than go to the CBI. <laughs> Hanging out again next year, no doubt. Jersey Drake, Jersey, it's Jersey, always Jersey. a pleasure to have you. <laughs> it's always a pleasure to have you here on the show. Can you please remind folks of where they can find you for all your work? Yes, ma'am. Thank you. But before that, I want to give a shout out to Sue Semron and FSU Women's Basketball for knocking off Georgia Tech. 65-63 shot. Morgan Jones for a double-double. That woman is leading the team in scoring and 21 for 10. It's, that's awesome. But, folks, you can yeah. follow me at Tally underscore underscore Drake below. You can follow my co-host at MaxMoody17. You can follow the podcast at Knowles Anonymous where we kind of, kind of got our starts, where we get our themes, our messages for actually each and every single episode. And as always, go Knowles and take care, everybody. No doubt. Guys, make sure you come back next week. We'll review all of our weekend games, and then we'll get you set up. Tournament time, regular season standings, all of that good stuff. We'll have so much to discuss for Candace Cooper and Jersey Drake. Until next time.